Wax 904 presents This Week in North Florida Lacrosse. Brought to you by First Coast Crush Lacrosse, Cantina Louie, Derek Prince Realtor, and M Shack on 1010XL. Now here's your host, Ray Carnicelli. last Sunday so I could sing and pray something quite unusual happened greetings and welcome to this week in lax 904 I am Ray Carnicelli joined by my co-host Christopher Milo and special in-studio guest Chris Bocklet Chris Bot he's gonna be Christopher today you'll be Chris and then Chris Schilling will be Chris Schilling so Chris Bocklet how you doing today Feeling good. Happy to be here. Thanks well, for having me. Yeah, you know, I mentioned on the show last week that I just bumped into you at the lacrosse field. We hadn't met. You'd been here for a while. And then yesterday we got to bond a little bit, uh, kick it, getting our butts kicked at uh, F45. That's right. Yeah, I've, I've heard about your show and been listening. And so it's uh, it's fun to be here and then I'll run into you. And now a day later, be on the show. There we go. Well, we've got a lot to talk about. Even though JU didn't play, their winning streak continues for another week. And we're going to preview their game against High Point up in Charlotte at the Crown Classic. We're going to have Chris Schiller, call him the Grand Poobah, the Crown Classic in Charlotte. He's going to join us later on in the show to talk about that. I'm going to do a deep dive into JU versus High Point. Uh, Chris Milo's got all of his show prep with all of his high school notes, his information on all the local players in Division One, Two, II, and Three, what they've been up to. And we want to welcome on our first guest to start the show, a friend of the show, Coach Matt Kerwick. Coach, how you doing today? Raymond, I'm doing very well. I'm I'm pretty uh pretty tired. It's been a long week up here in DC coaching the Chrome, but we're playing in the championship in an hour and a half. So I'm at the facility getting ready to uh stand on the sideline and watch these guys go to work because there's not a lot of coaching um <laughs> at this event, but except in between games, right? We we make adjustments and and at halftime, but it's it's been a lot of fun. It's been a been really uh, cool week up here. You know, Friday I was at Taco Lou waiting to get seated, and um, I look up at the TV and and I and I saw you, and I was like, I know him, I know him. That's Coach Kerwick. He's my friend. And you were warming up the goalies, and you were like six yards out, like picking corners on the guy. Isn't the idea to like warm them up and not like try to score on? Right. Him? We know that's definitely not true because even if I'm six yards out, these goalies are stopping my shot. Uh, so you know that's not true, but um, but coach, no, it, it's uh, it, it's our goalie in particular, Sean Scannon, is just unbelievable. So you get a chance to watch it today at eleven thirty. It's on ESPNU. It's going to be a hell of a game. We were watching yesterday, and uh, uh, Jim Applegate called him um, Calzoni, but it's he he's he's done a great job. And I know I know you and I talked a little bit about the two point shot and the size of the goal and the number of goals. You guys did a better job yesterday, I think, uh, defending the two-point shot. Is that correct? Yeah, you know, we definitely had to adjust and, and, and take away, the, as best we could, take away the twos, right? And, and especially in this game, coming up in an hour or so, you know, they, they scored 11 two-pointers on us on, what day is it today? T- on today. Thursday, right? So they had 11 two-pointers on us, which uh, is just insane, and they're just – they're a run and gun type of team that we're playing, and we're a little bit more organized and and slower paced. So we'll see which uh, which is better today. But it's counterintuitive, Ray. You know, we learned that through the week here. Every team has learned day by day, and it's hard to teach the guys that have been taught their entire lives to 
buy time. You know, if there's a two-on-one coming at you, you buy time and sit and try to make them make a couple passes. Now we're telling the best players in the world to, to go out and stop the two and let them get a, a single, let them score a one-point goal, right? And, yep. and it's just – it's kind of counterintuitive. So the two-point line – you know, that's that's up for debate here. It's a little bit too tight for my liking because these guys are just shooting the ball from, from anywhere. How far you know? out is so, it? Is it like 18 yards? It's 13. Oh, yards. no. Oh, 13. No, no. It's 13. And in, 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 in the uh, field game in the summer for the PLL, it's at 15, right? Okay. So those two yards make a big – I mean, when I'm looking at it warming up the goalies, I'm like, Man, I could almost score from here. Yeah. You know, so no, let's not get guys, let's not get crazy. <laughs> yeah, you're, you know, you're, you're a pass first guy. Maybe maybe 20 years ago, but you know the the uh, it, it's pretty wild to watch these guys just step Co- up and, and shoot it and, and let it ride. So. Coach, you you had mentioned uh, not a lot of coaching, but I'll tell you, yesterday in the game, uh, your good friend Jacques Mani, I've never met him, but they had him in the huddle, and you know you were you were barking out who's going to be on the field, but uh, I just loved hearing him, the intensity of uh, talking about defend the arc, defend the two. Uh, tell me about just being able to spend a week with the elite players and, and the coaching staff because it seems like yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah, it, it's, been, it's, been, it's been awesome. Uh, Jacques is one of my dearest friends. You know, he and I were rivals in high school. He went to Fairport. I went to Irondequoit. Not much of a rivalry because they, they usually beat us. But, um, but coaching with him and Timmy Sudan, both Fairport guys and friends from – playing up in Placid forever and playing summer ball together and just uh, getting in trouble together uh, way back in the day. But, but being with Jacques, he brings it. He, he is, uh, he's all in and, and his intensity just kind of feeds our team. So I've, I've really enjoyed being with him and the players are just incredible. You know, we've got Wisnowskis and, and, you know, Colin Heacock and you know Jackson Morrill and Dylan Malloy and, you know, the list goes on, right. These guys are just, the thing that's different these days to me, Ray, is it's it's getting more serious at the professional level. These guys are pros, right? They are in shape. Um, they're dialed in. They listen. They want to be coached. And uh, it's really refreshing because people might look at it from the outside. Oh, there's no coaching going on up at this sixes. It, there's a lot of coaching going on. It's just it's a different game. It's tough. You, know, you had, it, it, you're going to give up goals. You had mentioned to me that you can't hide on defense. Like in the field game, you know, you've got a lot of help. There's slides. There's team defense. But in this, it's mano a mano. If you're out on an island, uh, you better be able to move your feet and uh, and get in his face. Yeah, if 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 you can't play, you know, the entire field, you're exposed, right? And that's what I like about the sixes. I think this would be really good for the growth of the game. You know, I think kids playing this as opposed to playing the full field. There's more touches. It's it's a lot like box, right? But we're out on a field, and and you can. You can get a couple fields going across a regular size field, you know, and you have kids out there with short sticks in their hand, learning how to play defense, learning how to play transition, learning how to handle the ball offensively. It, it's, I think, a great game for, for the growth of the game. And obviously other countries, you don't have to have 30 guys playing on, you know, on a team. You only have to have like 10 to 15. And it's, right? uh, it's so the Olympic it's format, correct? It is, you know, there's no two point in the Olympics, so that it's a little bit different style. You know, you're going to pack it in a little bit more, and it's not going to be crazy, thirty to twenty eight games. But it's, um, I think it's a great way to play the game. And I know the purists are going to say, ah, oh, there's no defense going on. These guys are trying. You know, it's just hard to defend with a short stick, and 
and, you know, you don't have as much help around you because there's one less guy, you know, on either end of the field. So you, you had mentioned, um, um, and I've been, been lobbying great. this for 35 years uh, to make the goal smaller, but uh, just kidding. But you've been, you mentioned <laughs> that, you know, it may be something to consider. Do you think that's a possibility? Because a six foot goal and a 13 yard, uh, you know, yeah. two point shot, that's a, it's a big target. Yeah, you know, I don't think they're going to change it, you know, and and for good reason, right? You're not often you're having to make five by five goals, you know. I, I, the five by five makes sense to me because then goalies are still going to stay up and play um, their normal position. You know, you're not asking them to play box goalie, um, so five by five would would probably make sense. But you know, just the, trying to grow the game of lacrosse, you, you're probably not going to do that. Hey, Matt, it's Chris Milo. Uh, just a hey, quick, Chris, how you doing, buddy? Uh, doing great. Uh, just a quick, so Premier Lacrosse League, Professional Lacrosse, what is the difference, I guess, kind of a give a quick kind of ex- explanation of what sixes is. The field's a little bit smaller, less guys on the field, no deep holes. Yeah, stuff. It's, yeah. it's, it's um, kind of like basketball, I, right? Very much so. It's, it's, it's like playing box out on a field, right? But, but it's, it's like basketball. It's five on five. Um, players play both ends. So you stay on the field. You're not an attackman or a defenseman. You're, you're, you're a lacrosse player. And, and the field, I, I should know the dimensions, right? But I think it's like 70 yards by um, like 50 wide or 40 or 50. So, you, you know, you can, you can get a couple fields out on a regular size field, like I said, going sideline to sideline and, and more kids playing and more touches of the ball. And, and this. But it's, it's, it's like playing hoops. It's like playing hockey. It's like playing box. It's five versus five. And um, you're, you're running the entire field, you know, up and down and off. And uh, it's pretty intense. These guys are figuring it out day by day. You can see the teams progressing in, in just this short window that we've been here. Um, so when you, when you watch the game today, I hopefully you'll enjoy it. And it's tough because you, you feel like no one's playing D and the goalies are just, just getting shelled, you know? So I feel bad for goalies for sure in this, in this format, but, but uh, I think it's a great way to learn how to play the game of lacrosse. Well, Matt, I know you've got a busy morning. It's, the game's going to be broadcast on uh, regular TV on ESPNU and ESPN Plus at 11:30 today. There's some great college games as well. Just before I let you go, you know, uh, just I know you follow Jacksonville University and they've got High Point. We're going to have Chris Schiller on talking yeah. about that Crown Classic. Just give me your early season thoughts on JU since you were last here for that Hopkins game. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, they made that huge jump and uh, to the Duke game, right? And and so that's that's you, you usually make your biggest jump from game one to game two. Um, and, and coach Galloway delivered on that. Right. So I, I think they look great. They're set up for, for, you know, for a deep run late and it's just about getting better throughout the year, but they've got a lot of depth and, you know, certainly their approach, the way the coach, um, teaches these guys and gets them playing and, and playing for each other. And, and it, it's obvious that they're going to progress throughout the year. I think, uh, uh, Wiz here, Wisnowskis, is one of the assistant coaches at High Point. So we were talking yesterday about their big win against Navy. He was he was pumped up, you know, and he said they got a great group of guys down there that are that are um, doing it the right way as well. So that that should be a heck of a game. Uh, where is that game? Right? It's in Charlotte. I'll be up there next week. Yeah. It's for uh, Saturday be, af- late afternoon, early evening in Charlotte. Yep. Yeah, it's funny they they both have two. Uh, we, you know, we've got Dylan Watson right at JU, and and they've got that little lefty. I think Maya. kid. Yeah, you know, so you're gonna see who, who's gonna who's gonna come out on top. Uh, and, are you scouting? Yeah. Are you gonna be scouting for that lefty finisher? 
Uh, we 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 were we might be trying to draft the lefty finisher this summer. So yeah. We'll see. Good deal. <laughs> All right, Matt. Yeah. Well, have a good good one today. Good luck, and uh, we'll be watching and uh, cheering on Chrome. Thanks, boys. Enjoy the sun down there. I'll talk All to right. you. Thanks, Matt. That was Matt Kerwick. I want to thank our sponsors: M Shack, First Coast Crush Lacrosse, Cantina Louie, the Derek Prince Realtor, and we're going to talk more about the Hoodoo Gurus leading up to their April twenty eighth concert. You can get uh, your tickets at 904ticks.com. We're going to play some music on the way out today. But uh, so, Chris, uh, the Sixes, I mean, you spent some time, was you were with the Chrome? Yes. Uh, how excited would you have been to play in this format? Uh, I mean, it looks like a, t- a blast. I mean, especially being an offensive player. Um, and I just love that it's, uh, you know, similar to basketball, we compare lacrosse to so many different sports. Of being a multi-sport athlete, there's a lot of benefits when you play lacrosse. And this fast pace and just uh, the high reps, you know, it's just you're getting, you know, tons of shots, um, open looks. And so I think this the fast pace is just going to make a, a player, especially a young player. I think we should have more young players playing this type of style. Where did you grow up, Chris? Uh, I'm from uh, Westchester, New York. Oh, that makes two Chris's. Sim- similar area. That's right. Uh, and how long have you been in Florida? What brought you down here? Uh, I've been here for five years. And actually, how did we just meet? I know. I've been down here for a while. and uh, But Tyler Grinelli, the assistant coach of Jacksonville, I was living and coaching lacrosse in Austin, Texas, and uh, met my girlfriend there. And uh, uh, we ended up – She her job brought her to uh, to Jacksonville. Um, actually, I, I told her to put it – they put her on a little rotation. I was like, put Jacksonville on your list because I knew Tyler was here. I knew it was by the beach. Um, and so she – they picked it, and we uh, showed up in a U-Haul and came, and uh, it's been, uh, you know, this is home now, so it's really cool. You know, I'm a big fan of Coach Grinelli's. Every time a job opening comes up, I just, you know, I, I'm not going to say this out loud. I guess I'll say it out loud. Like, I, <laughs> I tell him, don't hire Coach Grinelli. And, yeah. Know, he's going to be a head coach someday. He is so good. I, I, I still hold it against him that he left Cortland for Salisbury and then defeated Cortland in the championship game and dominated. But uh, he's done such a great job. He and Coach Przinsky, um, and I know Coach Galloway values those guys. It's it's a great staff. Yeah, they they, they do an awesome job. I, I mean, uh, you know, I grew up with Tyler, um, played lacrosse. He was a baseball guy, uh, fun fact. But I had to convert him. Actually, a really good baseball player. I had to convert him to play lacrosse. Um, and then, I mean, he's had an awesome career. And, I mean, those guys work so hard. They're, they, you know, I have, I have him on my find a friend. And so I always know where he is, and he's on at JU like seven days a week. It's insane. They put in so much work, and you can see the results um, that they're you know that they're putting in. Uh, X ten, uh, tell me what the goals are, and, and like how many people are involved, and so forth. Yeah, so X ten, um, it started. It's a it's a family company. Um, we we started in New York. Um, it started in 2011 uh, while I was at Virginia. We wanted to put together. An overnight lacrosse camp. It started uh, as that, as a family that was beyond just your typical lacrosse camp, where you're just, you know, on the field for four hours, you know, long sessions in the hot sun. We wanted to kind of add a background of of kind of who we were, where we were playing multi multi sports. Um, we used to get sent to like an overnight traditional camp with all of, uh, you know, where you're. You're outside. You're making campfires. You're making connections and and, and new relationships. So we put it put it together in the Adirondacks. We put together a camp where kids come. They play lacrosse, but beyond that, 
Um, you know, they're outside playing football. We created a game called Slip and Slide Kickball. We had X-10s Got Talent, which I'm a big... If I didn't play pro lacrosse, I would be an actor, singer, dancer. You know, I'm big. I just don't have any skill in any of those areas, but... Well, I noticed your your quote uh, in the U.S. Uh, Lacrosse Magazine article after your accident and recovery. Uh, Dance like everybody's watching. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I got to have a little spirit, a little flair. Uh, and so... We, we started X-10's Got Talent, and that's where I, you know, perform and bring out my favorite show. And just it's just fun, man. Uh, it's easily our, our favorite part of the summer, and then it expanded. So now we are in Colorado. We do a camp in Utah, in North Carolina, in Asheville. We started a camp um, in New Haven, in, in Adirondacks, like, uh, like our original. It's been 11 years. We have 250 kids that come to that camp. Um, and then I kind of expanded it. I came down here, and um, I really connect with with younger younger kids in the in the youth and and that's what I'm doing down here. I'm a part of um, Riptide's rec program. I'm helping out with the uh, Jacksonville Beach is program uh, with uh, Jack Slacks. I'm helping out with them, so I'm coaching you know n- nonstop and trying to grow the the youth. Right, like I know one thing I noticed is with a lot of um, clubs and teams and stuff like that, you have these amazing coaches, but they're also coaching you know at the the highest level, which is high school and stuff like that, and so. Um, I wanted to try to bring more coaches down to the to, to the youth and really develop those kids there. Um, Good deal. We'll, we'll talk a little bit more in the later segment. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about today. High school rundown, college rundown, uh, the Crown Classic with Chris Schiller. But before that, we're going to go ahead and take a break. You're listening to the number one rated lacrosse show in all of North Florida. This week in LAX 904, we'll be back in a moment. on a swivel it's this week in north florida lacrosse with ray carnicelli on 1010xl welcome back to this week in lax 904 i am ray carnicelli joined by chris bocklet and chris milo and we'd like to welcome onto the air another chris chris schiller chris how you doing this morning good how you doing not too bad appreciate you joining you know, everyone here is excited about your event. How many years has the, the Crown Classic been going on? Yeah, this will be the fifth year. Uh, so it's, it's nice to on the fifth year to celebrate with some, you know, teams from the South that are, you know, looking to crack into the top ten. Well, I'm looking at the schedule, 11 a.m., uh, women's D2 game, Tampa at University of Indianapolis. Then uh, women's Duke versus Notre Dame. That's a pretty marquee matchup. Uh, Limestone versus Wingate, and we've got a couple local players, Dylan Ruprich and Tyler Maltasanti, up on Wingate, so I'm looking forward to watching them play. And then uh, High Point versus Jacksonville. You know, Jacksonville's been there a couple times. I remember being up uh, for Penn State, and I forget who else they played. Was that the first year? Yeah, that was the first year when it was a beautiful 35 degrees and raining the entire weekend. A lot of rain. Uh, We had, I mean, we were really fortunate that first year. Three of the four teams were in the top. I want to say top five. We had Towson, Cornell, Penn State, and Jacksonville. So Towson, Cornell, and Penn State were all in the top five. I think uh, Towson might even been number two at the time. So it was a great event, minus the weather. Um, but yeah, it was a uh, it, it was great. It was it was great for Jacksonville too to get a taste of taking a shot at the big guys. And I think it, it, it's one of those events that that helped them. Uh, you you know those young guys were on the field against that Penn State team with Armet and uh, so many others. And now you look at where that program has come in the last couple of years under Coach Galloway. And this this game against High Point, uh, I'm really excited. Uh, some people might take 
high point and say, well, Asher Nolting's not there anymore. And then you look at Ippolito and Maia and Rizzo and all these guys. Uh, tell me what your thoughts are on that last stop uh, finale with the men's matchup. Yeah, I mean, I'm really looking forward to it. It's, you know, uh, people need to have some respect. And I think they'll gain it once they see these two play, right? I mean, everyone's used to the Blue Bloods. Um, and, you know, we have Duke in North Carolina right down the street, you know, a couple hours away that they get to go see. But I think after watching this game, people are going to have even more respect for these two programs. I mean, Jackson will just be Duke, right? So the people around here will get a flavor of the physicality of these two teams. Um, I'm actually looking forward to be on the sideline and watch these two teams even in warm-ups because um, there's going to be a lot of jawing. It's going to be highly competitive. There's going to be a lot of respect between these two programs, but it's going to be it's going to be intense. And you know, Galloway has an edge to him, and so does Torpy. Torpy, you know, gets those guys rolling before games. So I'm looking forward to the matchup. It's going to be highly competitive. It's going to be heated. When I when I you know I follow High Point pretty closely and. Jack Van Overbeek, 13 goals on the season. Anyone who see, has seen Braden Maia as a finisher in his shooting uh, it has to be excited for that. And as I mentioned, Ippolito and Sawyer and Cook, and then the local kid, uh, Jackson Lamb. I got to watch Nick Rizzo play throughout high school. He's up there from Huff in, in Charlotte. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to be rooting for Jacksonville. I will be there. Uh, you know, in, in terms of tickets, I was looking at the, you know, the VIP is where I, I, I went and selected, and I know there's a Jacksonville section. Just talk to me about uh, where to go to find the tickets and what they can expect when they get to that facility. It is a different facility, isn't it, from that first year when I was there? Yeah, so we've rotated a few times to find our home. Uh, we're waiting on this renovation at Memorial uh, Stadium, and it's right outside of Uptown Charlotte. So it's a beautiful view of the city. That first year we're in uh, their sister complex, uh, the Matthew Sports Park Complex. Then we rotated you know, to a couple different high schools, Huff being one of them. They're gracious enough to host us, but now we found our home. Uh, if you've ever, if you've been to the Memorial Stadium, you know we used to play there for the Charlotte Hounds. So it's an old, beautiful stadium, but they just recently renovated it, and we had our first year of the crown at the newly renovated Memorial Stadium, and it couldn't have, it can't be, they couldn't have done a better job. Uh, it's truly first class. Um, it's beautiful. Once again, overlooks the overlooks the city. So uh, you know, we're definitely looking forward to that. Well, I, one of my friends, uh, Adam Olmstead, I believe he's going to be refing that game, so I want to be within earshot to give him <laughs> to be able to give him a hard time. If you Absolutely. go to, uh, I guess it's is it Crown Lacrosse. The the website is uh, the Crown Lacrosse, correct? You got it. Thecrownlacrosse dot com, and literally the ticket links right there. It's basically the first thing you see. You click, and you can scroll through the maps. The nice thing is this: is that because of sponsors that have come our way. Uh, who want to support the growth of this game, we've kept the ticket cost really low. You can get a ticket for as low as $15. If you're part of a youth organization around here, your team can come for $10 a ticket. So $10 to watch four collegiate lacrosse games, you know, uh, you can't beat it anywhere around. I don't think there's an event in the country that you can watch four collegiate games in one day for $10. So we kept the cost as low as possible to get the, you know, the, the entry for everybody, right? All classes, all, you know, all salaries can come, um, you know, once again, thanks to our sponsors. Um, they, they really helped us, you know, drive this, drive the ticket price low. You know, th- there is a cost to bring these teams in. There's a cost to venue. There's a cost for travel. There's a cost for a lot of things. Yep. And um, we're just very fortunate. We have some very good sponsors here. So 
Chris, when when I look at the different options, I see VIP Overlook with with uh, waiter service. There's uh, pr- premium sideline. Just can you talk about some of the different amenities? Because I know there's a huge contingent of Jacksonville people listening that will be going to the game, and if they haven't gotten their tickets yet, if you can just tell them what some of the uh, you know the the features are. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we kept it we kept it pretty basic this year, just for simplicity, right? So uh, there's premium seats. What that entails is just a backing. Everybody has an individual seat. It's right behind the benches. So Jacksonville will be the away team this year. So as you go on the website, you'll see the furthest sideline will be Jacksonville sideline. So you can pick premium seats with your own seat backing right behind their sideline, which would be nice. And then, hey, if you don't want to spend as much money, I think, you know, the premium seating is $35 a seat. If you don't want to spend that much, literally two sections over is $15 uh, for a seat. And those are bleacher seats, you know, um, and that's where a lot of the students will go. <laughs> uh, we had a pretty rowdy game last year with Lime, uh, Limestone and Wingate where, you know, the crowd really gets into it. So, uh, you know, those are the two sections. We do have um, suites that overlook the field, and that comes with catering. Um, so if that's of interest, you know, there is a, uh, email address you can email somebody online to get. So, um, you know, once again, we just want to make this fan friendly, cost affordable, and, um, it's all on the crownlacrosse.com. So Chris, you had mentioned to me that there will be a stream available. What is the um, platform? Yep. It's Corrigan sports and we will be sending out the link this week, uh, for people to be able to get on, uh, their websites. Um, I do believe there is, you know, a, a minor cost to get the stream for all four games. Um, so once we once we have that locked down, we will be um, we will be sending that link out. And the nice, you know, the nice thing is is that the ACC just gave us permission to to stream the um, Duke Notre Dame women's game. There's always that uh, not contentions, but sometimes when we hosted Syracuse Virginia Tech a few years ago, we weren't able to stream it. Uh, because of ESPN rights to the ACC games, but uh, they were gracious enough to let us stream that game this year. So all four games will be you'll be able to uh, watch via Corrigan Sports. Perfect. Well, Chris, I'm looking forward to getting up there. Uh, I know that there's a big group of uh, JU fans, uh, and like I said before, there's uh, local players. You've got these Southern teams, so there's a lot of tie-ins. I, how's the weather going to be? Can you guarantee at least 65 and sunny? Listen, I've learned after the first year never to guarantee. I, I was there. It was a torrential downpour. Is the field grass or turf? I'm assuming it's turf. turf. Okay, yeah, good. It's turf. Yeah, so they'll be in good shape whether it's uh, – the, the, the forecast looks really good. Um, I don't want to jinx it, but it looks beautiful down here. I mean, it's going to be 76 and sunny all week, so we're hoping that carries into the weekend. Well, Chris, always good catching up with you and uh, maybe bump into you uh, when I'm up there next week. And uh, – Appreciate you taking some time this morning to, to join us, and uh, I'm expecting and um, fully anticipate a great event. Yeah, no doubt about it. We appreciate the support, and we look forward to having the Jacksonville fans up here. All right, that was Chris Schiller, the grand poobah of the Crown Lacrosse Classic. So, Chris Bocklet, when you were uh, up at Virginia, um, how, was it? Uh, who was your coach? We had uh, Dom Starja, okay. the legend. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, tell me about that that whole process, the recruiting process, and how you ended up at Virginia. Um, so uh, back when I was playing, we had uh, it, it wasn't as many uh, like uh, events and showcases. You know, it's kind of being from New York. If your team did well, did you uh, do Empire States and stuff? Yeah. yeah, Empire States and playing well at the Empire States games was kind of a good lock. And, um, and uh, 
I, I had a pretty good performance, and Dom Starja uh, actually came to my house um, and on the lake. I lived on a little lake. In, do you know? In do you know Graham Gill? Have you met him down uh, here? Uh, no. Oh, that's his uncle. He's oh, he's no. a legend, Team USA player. He's uh he's stationed here. Uh, he's been here for a long time. Uh, I, so I call Dom Uncle Dom because it's Graham. Dom. And Graham was at the it bumped into him at the JU game. You two definitely need to connect. Yeah, for sure. Because uh, he he's a, a great guy with a similar uh, resume as yours. Okay, so, yeah. So you yeah. You, so so Dom, this is where I knew I was going to go to Virginia. Dom came to my house. We had like a lunch, and then we're like, "Do you want to go on the boat?" And so he pops his bathing suit on. Right. And he just comes on the boat and he's like swimming in the water, hanging out. I'm like, this is going to be my coach. And this is the this is like the the most winning coach in college across history. And he's on my boat. Like, just, that's awesome. Yeah. So I was like, this guy's cool. I'm, I'm going to go to Virginia. And at least one championship there, right? Yes. In, in 2011. OK. What was that experience like? It, you're the, the lifelong bonds that that creates with your teammates. It was I mean, it, it was incredible. You work so hard um, at all for a moment like that. Um, and many of the times you, you don't win. Right. You, you, it's a losing season. Um, and actually, the crazy thing about that game is one of my friends that I grew up with um, played football with and played lacrosse with was guarding me in the game. So he was, he was guarding me. Um, we both looked at each other and just were like, this is wild, you know, like this is nuts. And then we didn't say a word the rest of the game because we both are playing to win, you know? Um, how was your, how'd you do you personally? Um, I did, I did pretty well. I did. I'm, 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 pre- I'm You're going to be modest oh, here. Don't be modest. Yeah, what, what? But, but, uh, no, it was special. I, you know, I, I felt for him after the game and I gave him a big hug. Um, but uh, it, I mean that moment. It's 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 all your hard work, you know, over the years, and it's super super uh, gratifying. You know, it, it's very special. That's awesome. You know, here in here in Jacksonville, I I moved here right out of college. I went to Cortland State in the olden days. In 1990 was my senior year, and so when I moved down here, there was one field with two goals. We used to bounce around from Mayport Middle, uh, and then over downtown Jacksonville. Uh, and we moved the goals around. You know, there'd been a Navy-based uh, team here for many, many years. But to look at the growth since that time uh, with the high school growth, the youth growth, and now, you know, so many kids playing in college, it's hard to keep up with. You know, I, I assigned Chris a, a task today. Now, he took it upon himself to do some show prep. And we always like to update everybody on some of the local kids that are playing in college. And, you know, Eric Dobson is special. Yeah, so Do- Eric Dobson had three goals uh, against his the win against Georgetown recently. He has eight goals and one assist on the season so far. So, but, you know, in his career so far, he's got tons and tons of goals. So he's a very special player from this area. And when, and then uh, Dylan Haas. So Eric Dobson, every year I give out the LAX 904 player, High School Player of the Year. It's named after uh, Jamie Chapin. It's the Jamie Chapin Award. He was a former Nice player who passed away from uh, brain cancer, sadly. Um, but every year we give away, give out that award. And so Eric Dobson won it a couple years ago and the prior year, Dylan Hess won it and they played against each other yesterday. And, and Dylan had a goal, um, and he's only had one goal on the season. I think he's battling, um, some, a little bit of injury. Um, but I'm sure he'll get going at some point. Yeah. So you think about those two elite players at elite universities, uh, just Jacksonville kids, you know, yep. we watched them grow up and play. I remember, you know, the first time I think I saw Eric Dobson over there at, uh, you know, Fleming Island. You know, he was a big, he was always a bigger kid, yeah. but he just developed into 
a lacrosse player. He's got a left-handed cannon. He can shoot right-handed. And with that Notre Dame defense, with the Kavanaugh's and so forth, when you have a guy that can stretch the defense out, even when he's not scoring and, and creating those hockey assists, he's drawing that defense out. And you know, to watch you know Eric Dobson's career, and there's two other uh, Jacksonville player area players, uh, Carter Parlat and uh, Max Michelle at both PV kids that are there, and they've gotten some time this year as well. They they haven't registered uh, anything so far in the stat sheet, but they I know Carter has gotten a bunch of playing time. Um, what else you got there, Chris? Uh, so uh, Ashton Wood, uh, his last game against Army was twelve to twenty five for forty eight percent and six ground balls. He's fifty five percent on the season. Uh, and he's a face off man assist. out of Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brendan Nace, our boy Brendan Nace from Pontevedra, one goal and assist. Okay, uh, that's against, coming off a hat trick against Wagner. He's got four goals and an assist on these on the season. Uh, Jack Dowd. At Salisbury, had a goal against Gettysburg. And so, Gettysburg beat Salisbury. So was, in Division Three, I'm a Division Three guy, so uh, I always like to pay attention to that. And, uh, you know, if it wasn't for Jack, I would cheer that loss for Salisbury, but I, f- I found myself rooting for Salisbury a little bit just because of Jack Dowd. 11 goals, five assists on the season. Our, uh, Guy Bistro, two goals and two assists, and a win against Palm Beach Atlantic. Nice. Seven goals, six assists on the season. And then Dylan Ruprecht, which you mentioned, which I missed his stats, so I went and looked it up. He was 12 of 16 for 75% oh. uh, with eight ground balls in his last game. And, and he's, he's at 19 Wingate. For, at Wingate, 19 of 33, 58% on the season. Wow, He's nice. played uh, two games. He missed two games for some reason. So that's that's everything I have right now, but I am in the process of building a spreadsheet of every player from the North Florida Lax 904 Look area. Look at you. The, the heir apparent, he's taking over for me when I either get run off or snap or decide I'm to I'm working uh, on Division it. One, Division Two, II, Division Three, and I'm, and maybe MCLA. Sometimes it's hard to get uh, correct rosters from those teams. Well, you, all those people from MCLA that complain to me about not, <laughs> not getting coverage, uh, I'll send them your way. Yeah, I need help, so send it my My boy way. Joe Terbaletti just got some burn for, oh, nice. for Denver. Um, which he's going to be future captain of that team. You and think, hardest, nice. hardest worker, Coach Tierney, uh, quoted when he was a freshman like this, he's going to be a captain of that team one day. So, uh, you know, checking, it's it's hard for us to keep up with. And, uh, you know, we, we, I, we have a list of where all the kids are and keep peeking to see when Joe T is going to get in. Uh, I call him the maestro because uh, he just, it's music out there when he's stinging corners. Yeah, no, he, he, his time is coming. And speaking of Eric uh, Dobson, the next, Eric Dobson, have you seen Will Krupski play? Oh, yeah, he's going to JU. Can't going wait. to JU. Yeah. He, he came to one shooting event, and it was a shooter's first goalies hosted at JU, and he was just absolutely lighting up the goalies. And I told Gallagher, I was like, you got to watch this kid play. And he was doing the recruiting event, and they, they signed him. He's a freak athlete, uh, a, a, a man amongst boys when he plays. Well, that's pretty high praise, saying he's the next Eric Dobson. But, uh, you know, the thing about Krupski is if you can just get him the ball, you know it's going to be a clear and some probably some early offense because uh, he's he's hard to guard. He's very hard to guard. An elite player. I also give a shout-out to Caleb Coleman, who just had a sock trick, who, speaking of lighting up the goalie, I mean, that guy can shoot the ball. Yeah, so we'll, we'll, that's a good way to transition. Well, first I just want to give that Flagler College score. Uh, you know, Coach Duncan and the Flagler College Saints are in their second season. Uh they are much improved. They lost to Lynn 13-8. to It was an away game on Saturday. But if you look at last season, the, the margins of uh, victory for their opponents uh, were pretty broad. And, you know, they've, they've already won one game against a team they lost to last year, Palm Beach Atlantic. And now you see that Florida Tech game, it was a four-goal game. 
this was a five-goal game, so those margins are getting closer. And these uh, Sunshine State Conference Florida Division II teams are also good. And Flagler's in the Peach Belt Conference, but you, you just see them getting better and better. And it's a tough schedule. Like, Rollins is really good. That game is Saturday, March 4th at 2 o'clock uh, at Rollins down in Winter Park. Then they're home against Mount Olive. We mentioned St. Leo and Guy Bistro coming back to St. John's County. Uh, so we'll keep an eye on on Flagler. But that transition to high school, you know, I called the Bulls game against Pope the other day. Jim Applegate and I broadcast it here on 1010XL. It was our first LAX 904 high school game of the week. And uh, that that's coming off their 22-goal performance against Nice. They scored 22 goals against Pope, and then they scored 22 goals against uh, Gulf Breeze. So that's 66 goals in three games. And, you know, you mentioned Caleb Coleman, uh, C-Money. He uh, he is a sniper, and that it was this week was my first week to watch uh, Dalen John Hill play for Bulls, the uh, Jacksonville University prospect or commit. But that team is so deep, and it's hard to describe. And I, and I know Coach Rambo has something to do with the, the the pace of the offense. They are precise with their passing. You know they're amazing finishers, and Coleman can shoot lefty. He scored lefty righty on the run. Uh, time and space, uh, you know, just layups. He can do it all, but the precision of that offense passes on the money with pace. Uh, you know, a lot of times in high school, coaches say, well, don't skip it, don't throw it through sticks. These guys have the confidence and the expectation that if they have their stick up by their ear, somebody's going to whiz it there. Just be ready. If you can handle it, you're going to get a good shot. Yeah, they, they definitely uh, push the pace, which is cool to see. I mean, they've got a lot of athletes. Spencer Surface. Uh, is he, that how you say his name? I thought it was Surface. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he, I mean, I've I watched him, him play football, and he's a a cornerback, and he's just a freak athlete. And then you have him in the middle of the field pushing the pace. Uh, Gavin Borey. Gavin Borey is just about to say young athlete. His brother, face-off guy, who's winning the face. Um, awesome kid. Just uh, they're doing an awesome job over there. It's really cool to see. Yeah. You know, so I was at the Nice game earlier in the week and you know we were trying to keep track of all the scores and and I did but it was so hard because Nice had I think 17 goals in that game and so then we get over to to Bowles to broadcast that game and I you know gave Jim Applegate one mission well two one give color commentary the second one was keep track of the scores and it's so hard because there's so much going on and they uh and they're just flying around and after the game I you know I tweeted out some of the top performers and you only have so many characters and by the time you say Dalen John Hill and Boree, both Borees and Caleb Coleman, and then I forgot Spencer, you know, I didn't forget him because he had a great day, but I left him off that tweet, and I was like, oh, my God, how did I forget Spencer Surface? And forget about the defense with, you know, Garrett Job making saves and the Hogan boys. And so we'll talk more high school. We're going to go ahead and take a break and come back for our final segment. We need your calls and texts at 904-641-1010. You're listening to This Week in LAX 904 on 1010XL. Now back to This Week in North Florida Lacrosse on 1010XL. Welcome to the fastest hour in radio. This Week in LAX 904 brought to you by M-Shack. They just played that M-Shack commercial. It's getting me a little hungry, Chris. Uh, you want to stop in Nocatee on the way home? Yeah, maybe. We're out on the motorcycles today. Sunrise so burger. I got to bond, bond with Chris Bocklet yesterday at F45. I got dragged there and didn't expect to see uh, 
two professional lacrosse athletes in there. Ryan Bevel, the JU legend, was in there. And obviously Chris was in there. We had just met last week. Next thing you know, the instructors are uh, putting us together. And their combined age is, I think, my age. But uh, we all survived. You and uh, you and Bevel were crushing it. You know, we had to pick up the pace when you joined our group. So. Oh, yeah. So you, I put the pressure on you? You, you didn't did. want to be shown up? You did. It was funny. At one point, there was some, uh, there was like a barbell with weight on it. And you like pointed, do you want that one? And I was like. I went to the the lighter <laughs> one, but uh. So but you was, also worked out an hour before the workout, which is kind of nuts. Yeah, I did. I did. Um, and then Chris Milo and I got to bond yesterday. Do you want to talk about our bonding experience on the motorcycle? Uh, sure. I Ray rode on the back of the bike. You know, just hanging on to my six pack abs that I got all the way. I had to drive him up, to, uh, ride him up to uh, Adam at Harley Davidson to pick up his motorcycle that was in for service. So I don't consider myself a biker. We just ride motorcycles, but we pull up to Adam. Mac Harley on Bay Meadows and there's a um, it's a huge event going on there and there's all these real bikers there and there I am like snuggling with Chris on the back of his motorcycle <laughs> we got a few looks jumping off <laughs> as quickly as I can but yeah we got our we got our bikes out there ready to ride after the show uh you know that Chris Schiller his event in the Crown Classic uh the last time I went up there in JU they played I think was it Towson and in, in Penn State yes um it was a torrential downpour, but as I mentioned, it's one of those growing opportunities, like JU's program growing. It's things like that, seeing what Penn State looks like on the field against them. Uh, it's, it's a learning experience. It's a humbling experience sometimes, and now you see Jacksonville where they are today. Uh, Chris, this Virginia team, um, they might be unstoppable this year. They battered and beat up Ohio State. I think that was down in Florida. Uh, talk down to me in about. Naples. Yeah, it was seventeen to six. How, how closely do you follow your Cavaliers? Uh, I try to watch as much as, as much as possible. Uh, but it's they're fun, man. It's fun to see they they play loose and, and free, and then their stick skills. It's just insane how how fast that ball is moving. Uh, well powered offense, um, and they're so deep. And they're yeah. I mean. They're getting, and they keep getting all the recruits. Everyone's switching to go Virginia. I mean, is, it, go, is it because of Coach Tiffany? Or I know you loved it there, right? Yeah. The experience at uh, UVA. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you go on that campus, it's it's a magical place down south, and the um, field is so beautiful. Like just visually watching it, I've never been there, but to to see that experience, people out on the lawns watching the game, yeah, got to be special. Yeah, I mean, honestly, a, a Saturday game at Clockner. Uh, like a one o'clock game when that place is packed and you're playing somewhere like Syracuse, there, there's no better place to play and a better feeling. So yesterday around the NCAA, uh, Chris had mentioned Army over Mercer. High Point snuck by Navy. High Point actually plays again today against Hampton. Uh, but, you know, Navy lost to Manhattan. Uh, High Point, they're going to be tough. This game against JU it was never all Asher Nolting. He was such a special player that he got so much attention. But I mentioned, uh, you know, Ippolito and uh, Maya and is it Van Overbeek? I, I mispronounced it's Van, Overbeek. Van, Van Overbeek as well. Uh, that is going to be a good team. And Coach Torpy, he is probably the polar opposite of Coach Galloway. They're both intense in a, in a different way. Uh, but I expect I expect to see some zone defense. We saw Maris throw some zone at JU last week, and JU adapted pretty well. Uh, so there's going to be a lot of strategery going on there as well. So High Point had all offseason to get used to playing without Asher Nolting. JU's had to adapt to playing without Max Waldbaum in just a couple of weeks. But I, I don't know if he's going to be back. If I was a betting man, I would say he will be back. 
You're saying no, Chris? No, I'm going to say no. I, I don't think it's really worth it to come back until um, maybe a week before we get into the um, ASUN play. Well, I think it takes a little while to get the offense humming when you have that attack with Dylan Watson and Griner and Intrieri and then throwing Waldbaum back in there. It takes a couple weeks to get your rhythm. And so they have high point and then um, – you know they've got one more game before uh, two, two the, more yeah two more games. two more games so I think it's a good time to start easing him in and getting uh, getting that offense in sync with if, if, if those, I'm, those if five I'm players. If I'm Coach Galloway, I'm bringing him back UMass Lowell and then play St. John's and then into Bobby Moe, which is Robert Morris, uh, start of the A Sun play for Jacksonville. That's that's my opinion. All right, we might have to have a little wager on whether he's back or not. Okay, uh, but back to you know around. Division one yesterday, you know, a couple things. Johns Hopkins uh, defeated Utah. That's a Jacksonville Conference opponent. The score was twelve to eight, and uh, you know we mentioned Notre Dame fifteen, Georgetown eight, uh, Cornell over Lehigh. That was a, a big one. They Penn State over Yale. They're calling that an upset, but but who knows? I mean, how do we know how good Yale is? The Ivies are just getting off. Uh, what what are your thoughts on on that? How good do you think the Ivies are this year? I think. Princeton's got a team um, in Cornell, but uh, time will tell for sure. Yeah. Uh, Duke over Penn by a score of 14 to 12, and Penn's been highly regarded as well. Uh, Rutgers over Loyola. That one, uh, you know, Loyola was everybody's darling after their early season wins, but it's hard to make those early season judgments. The team you have in early February is not the same team you're going to have in mid-March. That's tough. Coach Van Arsdale does an awesome job with that offense. So, and it usually it takes a little time to develop. But I think they have a good thing going on. Uh, Syracuse and North Carolina. It was North Carolina nineteen, Cuse thirteen, and those are the two teams that uh, you know, two of the teams that everyone's waiting to make the judgment: Are they back yet? Is Syracuse back? Is North Carolina back? Is Duke for real? And I think all three of those teams, by the end of the season, I think it's going to be the old ACC where it's going to be hard to determine who shouldn't make the playoffs. Yeah, no, I I think the ACC is definitely coming back. I don't know if Syracuse is there just yet. Obviously, Joey Spelina is a great player. The highlight real goals that, that he's had over the last couple of games. Um, I don't think they're going to get snubbed like they did last year where I think it was only it was what only Virginia made it to the uh to the NCAA tournament but um I don't know if they're exactly back just yet but they're working towards that. Yeah, and Notre Dame is might be the only team to give Virginia a run this year yeah. uh you know when it comes to uh, playoff time. Uh today's games we mentioned the the PLL championship for their uh you know their event this weekend that's coming up at 11:30 on ESPNU and ESPN Plus but we've got uh, Siena versus UMass Lowell, and that's a um, you know that's one of Jacksonville's upcoming opponents. So I will definitely uh, be watching that game. Uh, Delaware and Villanova today, High Point and Hampton. So Jacksonville's next opponent, uh, High Point. Uh, you know Hampton hasn't put up much of a fight. So you know I'm not sure how much we're going to learn today, but that Navy High Point game, I'm going to go back and watch that. Marist, who Jacksonville defeated, versus the Fighting Bellarminians of Bellarmine. Is that uh, Bellarmine or Bellarmine? Bellarmine. Okay. No, it's Bellarmine. Sorry, Craig Carson. Uh, Stony Brook versus Sacred Heart. Richmond and Fairfield, that should be a fun game. And then Vermont and Brown, that that should be a really good game. Uh, just a quick note on 
a couple of the upcoming LAX 904 high school broadcasts. Our next one's going to be Creekside versus Ponte Vedra on the 7th. Uh, got a number of you know good games in the works. I've got five of them uh, scheduled right now, so we'll talk more as those lead up. Once again, I want to thank our sponsors, M-Shack, First Coast Crush Lacrosse, Cantina Louie, Derek Prince Realtor, uh, and once again, I want to talk about the Hoodoo Gurus. Friday, April 28th, so in the coming weeks, we're going to be giving out some tickets uh, to, to that. Uh, go on to YouTube, check out some of their songs and videos. Uh, we want to make sure that everyone uh, that wants to go see Hoodoo Gurus uh, are able to. Are we getting tickets for that, VIP? Uh, we'll see, we'll see. I um, mean, we have been uh, so promoting it. We're, we're you know short on time. Pontevedra versus uh, St. Edwards yesterday. Pontevedra won by two goals. You guys, boring. You guys were chanting boring. The parents were chanting boring. It was just good defense, slowing it down, working the shot clock. If they didn't want to get into a track meet, so I was all for that strategy. Uh, but nice win for Pontevedra. Chris, did you have fun today? Oh, blast. I'll be I'll be here every weekend. All right, anytime you want to open seat. Uh, Chris Milo, uh, appreciate all your show prep today. You're welcome. Um I'm going to be tweeting and reporting from high school games all this week. I will be on the scene in Charlotte next week for the Jacksonville versus High Point game. Once again, make sure you follow me on Twitter. Thanks to Coach Matt Kerwick of the Chrome, Chris Schiller of the Crown Classic, Chris Bocklet of X10 Lacrosse, Chris Milo of Lax904. Have I forgotten any Chris's? <laughs> no, I think you got them all. Rob, great job back there. Andrew Gibson and the Hardball Show is coming up next. I. I'm not sure if he's like a flame-throwing relief pitcher or a mid, you know, junk baller, uh, middle relief guy. But love Gibby. Stay tuned to listen to his hardball show. For Chris, 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 and Matt. I'm Ray Carnicelli. Have a great day. Wow.